Yes, sir. <laughs> we are back. We are back. Another episode of From the Jump. We got a lot to talk about today. Shout out to Cardi B. That's my song right now. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I don't know. It's hard, bro. But we got a lot to talk about today. We're talking about Lamar Jackson and, and Joe Flacco and, and, that, and that quarterback battle that they got going on. In Baltimore, we're talking about the World Cup. I'm going to give you all some teams to look out for, some players. <coughs> Neymar. <laughs> Who's going to win it all? You know we got to talk NBA today. Got to talk LeBron James, his free agent decision day. What day is this? Is this day four? <laughs> it started already. Y'all think it's going to start July 1st? Oh, no, it's been started after the season was over with. You know we got to talk Kawhi Leonard. Should he stay in San Antonio? What places should he go? And Kyrie Irving has some interesting comments yesterday for the Boston media. It's from the jump. Let's rock. A lot of NFL mini camps are happening right now around the league. One in particular is going on in Baltimore right now. We got a quarterback battle, quarterback duel, if you want to call it. Quarterback competition, straight up, between Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson. Now, the Baltimore Ravens took Lamar Jackson in the first round of this year's 2018 NFL draft in the late round. A steal, if you ask me. A steal. I was saying it, I felt like Outside of Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson was the best quarterback in the league. I thought that he was the best quarterback in college football. I thought that he was better than Baker Mayfield. I even thought that his second post-Heisman season, he still had better stats than Baker Mayfield. His team, you know, his team wasn't that good. And, yes, he had some games in which he struggled with accuracy. But I thought overall, as far as player for player, I felt like he was light years ahead of Baker Mayfield. Um, as far as quarterback goes, I did feel like Darnold was a better quarterback, meaning that for the for the for the Browns, I thought that that was the best guy for them. Now Lamar Jackson very well could have been the best guy for the Browns. I think, like I said, I, I thought he was better than Baker Mayfield. But in Baltimore now, Lamar Jackson is making plays, making plays already, making plays already. Baltimore, you knew what you signed up for when you drafted Lamar Jackson. You don't draft a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback in the first round if you don't feel like he can come in immediately and compete for your team. Now, I'm hearing comparisons to Cordell Stewart. And shout out to Cordell Stewart. If you don't know who Cordell Stewart is, the multi-talented, a.k.a. Mr. Do-It-All for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He played quarterback, receiver. I think some games he was playing... <laughs> He was playing, like, DB. Like, he was all over the place. Like, Cordell Stewart was the man. Don't get it twisted for the Steelers. Go look him up. But this is a different breed we talking about here. We talking about Lamar Jackson. We talking about a Heisman Trophy guy. We talking about a guy who can do both well, exceptionally well, I might add. And let's be, let's be quite honest. Joe Flacco ain't been playing good. Joe Flacco ain't been playing good the last couple years. I, he just hasn't. He hasn't. He has not. Look at these past since since 2014. Listen to the Baltimore Ravens record. 2014, they went 10 and 6. 2015, they were 3 and 7. 2016, 8 and 8. 2017, 9 and 7. 9 and 7. 9 and 7. You want to know the last time they went to the playoffs? It was 2014. It's 2018. That's four years ago, Joe. That that's that's four years ago. Yeah, you won that Super Bowl back in 2012, and your defense really, you know, propelled you, which he played well, you know, didn't turn the ball over in that playoff run at all. So that was the one key 
that we were going to see was Joe Flacco going to be able to turn the ball. Come on. And then what happened? 2014, we ain't seen you since. We haven't seen you since. So, again, I like what the Ravens are doing here. You already got C.J. Mosley coming out there and already saying the boy is special. He making plays. It's very creative. Putting two quarterbacks out there, that don't work. That's just only creating more of a divide on your team. Because what the what the guys see is they see, man, we got some young juice in here. We got a young playmaker. You look around the league, you got Deshaun Watson. You got Carson Wentz. You got Garoppolo. The league is changing. Yeah, it used to be the guy was under center, but they talking about he need to get it under center more. The, this, the league ain't built like that anymore. These guys are in the shotgun. Why? Because that's what scores points. It keeps the defense off balance. Being able to be a dual threat. And again, when you got a guy like Lamar Jackson putting him in for two plays, taking him out, that's how guys get injured. That's how you get injured because you can't really go full go. You can't really go full go. You can't put him at wide receiver. You can't put him at slot. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? He's a quarterback. You drafted him because you feel like he could be a quarterback. And this whole you using him in different parts and plays. And come on, man. Like, you, they already saying the boy making plays. They saying he a young Mike Vick. That's dangerous already. That's dangerous. Those are dangerous words. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl back in 2012. He ain't did nothing since. He hasn't done anything since. Now, if you're Jim Harbaugh, you're going to have to make a decision at some point. You're going to have to make a decision. If Flacco starts to play bad, I'm sorry, John Harbaugh, not Jim. If you're John Harbaugh, you're going to have to make a decision. If if Flacco starts to play bad, do I, do I yank him? Do I yank him and put Lamar in? At what point do we play Lamar Jackson? What what like, What is the plan? Do I let Joe play out his contract? Like, what is the plan? Because you can't have Lamar Jackson on the sideline and he tearing up your defense in practice. Because then guys are going to start to publicly come out and say, I mean, well, we got a young Mike Vick in house and I feel like he should be. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, we've seen it before. The whole two quarterback thing, it didn't work at Ohio State. It didn't work. Cordell and seat it didn't work. You can't have both guys. Quarterback is a position you can have one guy. Yes, you can use multiple guys and did different players off, but if you mean to tell me you're coming to a 16-game season and you're going to bounce both of them, it don't work like that because then who's the leader of the team? Who's the leader? Joe, you've been here, but this young guy coming in, like, ready to go. Yeah, he's still learning the playbook, but that's what come with it. That's what come with it. But at this point, like I said, the offense should change. The offense has to change. Again, this quarterback battle – I don't even think it's a battle at this point, but I just think what it is is that, again, you you have the, the Baltimore Ravens planning for the future. They have something to look forward to in the future. Whether or not if Lamar doesn't play this year, you, 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 at some point you got to play him. At some point. I mean, at, at some point you got to use him. At some point the guy got to get in there. You you can't have him on the sidelines. You, you just can't. Baltimore, y'all got to figure this out. Y'all didn't get Kaepernick. Y'all got Lamar Jackson. Get this one right. Let's do that for me. Get this one right. The NBA offseason is already underway, already cracking, already popping already. Lots of storylines happening. Got Kawhi Leonard out there. Got Kyrie Irving. The LeBron summer drama where he's taking his talents. Maybe the Lakers. Maybe the Houston Rockets. Follow me on Twitter at From the Jump. 
F-R-O-M-T-H-A-J-U-M-P. Live with sports arguments all the time. Sources have just said the Lakers are asking Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma to tone it down on social media. And initially I was going to start this segment off talking about LeBron. But I'll get into LeBron after I make my point about Lonzo and Kyle Kuzma. Now, if you didn't know, Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo have kind of been going back and forth on social media for the past couple months now. Um, really, ever since the team kind of took that next step and, and the team really started to truly in jail, I think this was their way of kind of introducing each other. You know how guys do. You know, guys like to roast each other, crack jokes. If you don't get you, what's up, man? You know, how the guys with the jokes and given the fact that they are NBA basketball players, you know, they have the platform. So, you know, they kind of took theirs to social media. Now, it started off kind of funny. It started off all games, fine and good. But then somehow, some way, it got serious. Like, I think it got serious when Kyle Kuzma went on the had the little Bleacher Report segment where he was talking about the player, hater of the year, and he was making all those Lonzo Ball jokes. Now, I'm sorry, Kyle Kuzma, that video was awful. Like, the video was awful. Kyle, my God, Kuz is my man. But uh, that video was awful. The, the jokes were just... But again, I get it. He was, he was hating on Lonzo. And Lonzo came back with the diss track with the Kylie Kuzma. Pretty much beating him up. You know, Triple B style. You know how he do. Now, again, I didn't see any no harm, no foul in this. Because Kyle Kuzma did get on Bleacher Report for millions of people to see. And roast Lonzo Ball. You know? Caught him the B word a couple of times. Like I don't know. Like he, he like he 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 roasted him on there. Like I said, the jokes weren't funny. But again, the point of which I'm making is, and the point of what I'm saying is, you have two guys, two young guys, roasting each other on social media. Now, how this relates to LeBron is that they're trying to recruit LeBron. Magic Johnson and Rob Pelinka are businessmen. They're not Uncle Magic. They're not Uncle Rob. They're businessmen. The general manager and their president of basketball operations. They're here to do a job. Now, we've seen this fiasco with the Lakers before with D'Angelo Russell and Swaggy P. Now, different scenario, different situation with them guys recording something that happened in the relationship. So, a different scenario. However, two guys roasting each other. And again, I, I remember I, was, I said this on an episode or two back. When I was saying that, okay, yes, it all starts out funny and fine now, but again, when you take it from social media, now you got millions of people watching. There's, there's eyeballs everywhere. People are listening. NBA players are watching. NBA executives are watching. NBA executives are looking at this. We get the funny in social media, Joe. We get the roasting, but it gets to a point when you calling each other outside of y'all names and y'all making diss tracks on it because now it looks like. Y'all are real live going at each other. When y'all really are just making jokes, you know, being guys, how we do. But at the same time, the optics of it, the, the visual of it doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Again, like I said, I liked the diss track by Zoe, but I didn't like it because, I, like I said, at what point now it becomes, okay, now I got to diss you back. Okay, well, then Lonzo can't just take that and I got to diss you back. So... And we live in a generation where people take things the wrong way really quickly. Like, there's, it's, it's real quick. It ain't like, okay, well, I think he meant no. Like, this is what you meant, period. So, again, like I said, when you get on wax and say certain things, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to walk back. However, this is a young Lakers team. 
and be clear, there's a lot of little young egos out here. And they did finish the season well last year. However, going into year two with this whole team together and potentially adding a guy like LeBron, this could take your team from 35 and 47 to 50 to 60 wins. I mean, like, we're talking about real live changes here. So you, it's something that you got to be ready for. And I think this is what Magic Johnson and Rob Plink and, and the Lakers organization are is doing right now by essentially saying, look, guys, y'all chill with the social media mess. We get that it was funny in the beginning when y'all was coming to each other, T-shirts and all that. But now we're getting on Bleacher Report. Now we're dropping tracks on iTunes. Now it's starting to get serious. Now it's starting to leak out into the public. I mean, it was public before, but it was it, ultimately it was between y'all. Now it's starting to get to the point where... They're talking about it on first take. They're talking about it on Undisputed. We're trying to seriously compete for championships here. We're trying to bring the Lakers back. People are real live. I'm sorry, not people. Free agents are real live wanting to come here and play basketball because they see the talent of Lonzo Ball. They see the potential of Brandon Ingram. They see the potential of Kyle Kuzma coming off that bench. They see what Julius Randle could do. They see what this young Laker team is capable of doing. And you have guys that want to come play with that and want to come be a part of that Laker rebuild. However, if they see, okay, y'all two young guys is battling each other online, as soon as I get in the mix, are they going to try to battle me online? Like, you don't want to worry about that. At the end of the day, we are here for basketball, above all and everything. Like I said, it's no harm, no foul. It's not a big deal. I mean, this could be something completely different, right? Like, we could be talking about Kyle Kuzma was in a shootout or Alonzo Ball was caught late night coming out of a strip club, underage, drunk. or We could be talking about so many other things. The, all these guys were doing was just roasting each other on social media, just like any other teenagers are doing. However, y'all happen to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. There's a different persona. There's a different look. There's a different era that comes with y'all. And to lead me to my point about LeBron James and why I feel like this situation had to be nipped in the bud. LeBron is watching. LeBron wants to see, okay, if I make this commitment, if I make this commitment, I don't think LeBron is going to do a two-year. I think at this point, I think LeBron is in it. He wants the max. LeBron wants to be somewhere stable where he can then build a legacy outside of basketball. Basketball, he's going to do what he do. But outside of basketball, I think is where LeBron James is really headed towards. And when we're looking at it, the Lakers is the perfect destination, but if he see Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma roasting each other on Instagram all the time, I don't want to be a part of that because that let me know y'all guys ain't serious about Ball. Like, LeBron is serious. This is a big deal. This is a big deal for a lot of different reasons. You know, we're getting one of the best players in the NBA to want to play along with Lonzo Ball and wants to play with Kyle Kuzma. This has to be serious. These guys, LeBron got to know, okay, if I'm coming in here, I'm not playing daddy. I'm not, I'm not babysitting nobody. I'm here because we want to win championships. I'm here because we want to compete. I'm here because I ultimately want to take out the Golden State Warriors. And I feel like y'all give me the best chance. That's ultimately what LeBron James is saying. By ultimately wanting to come to the Lakers. Is that y'all give me the best chance to eliminate the Golden State Warriors. That's the whole goal. Right? Like, that's the whole goal. But then also, too, it gives them that flexibility to have the off-the-court lifestyle in Los Angeles. I mean, again... When we're looking at Los Angeles, we're looking at one of the best places on earth. I mean, what, what, what better place? 70 degrees every day, good weather. You're pulling up the staples, down 405. Like what, like what? Life don't get much better than that. And you're playing basketball for one of the best organizations in the world. For your brand globally, 
It'll take you beyond out of this world because you're playing for the Lakers. You saw what it did for Kobe. You're seeing what it's doing for Lonzo Ball. You're seeing why guys ultimately want to play for the Lakers. You see Julius Randle. You see he had to get your boy. He got to get his body right. Why? Because he knew at the end of the day, I want to be a Laker. I was telling guys all year long when they came down to him and Nance, who wanted to be there? It was Julius Randle. So, again, when LeBron James is looking at all this, he's watching. He's paying attention. He's seeing how they handle themselves. They seeing. He's been watching all year long. Now, like I said, I mean, he ain't going to go crazy about a diss track. He probably was laughing. He probably was like, oh, okay, I'm watching this just like everybody else watching it. I don't think this is going to make a di- I don't think this impacts his decision. However, bigger picture, because now we're dealing with Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, Clutch Sports. We're dealing with all bigger picture. These guys are businessmen. They want to do good business. They understand all about what's going on with the Lakers, and they want to be a part of it. Magic Johnson, Rob Polika. So if you're LeBron, yeah, you watching, you paying attention. But this little situation ain't going to stop me. This little situation ain't going to deter me from wanting to come to the Lakers, to be a part of something special, to be a part of the rebuild. You see what they're doing with Boston. You see what they're doing with Boston. All I'm saying is, Lonzo, Kuz, be careful. LeBron James is watching. Coming up on From the Jump, we're talking about Kawhi Leonard signing that $200 million extension with the Spurs. Maybe the worst option. We'll talk about Kyrie Irving and his comments towards the Boston media. And lastly, we'll talk about the World Cup. Get you ready for the World Cup. Who to watch out for, teams look out for, players to watch out for, my pick overall. Stay tuned. It's from the jump. Who are you without ZO2? Just another dude with a bunch of tattoos. You ain't got no shoe. Nike wins, cools lose. Claiming that I can't shoot, but all these words is hitting you. Boy, you talking crazy. Why you trying to play me? You ain't on my level. You ain't famous as my baby. I'm working out daily, but I ain't posting. Yes, sir. Welcome back to From the Jump. It's your boy. We're live right now in the mothership. Switching gears from LeBron Lakers and uh, that LeBron drama to Kawhi Leonard, some more drama. Now, the San Antonio Sports are reportedly mum in regards to giving Kawhi Leonard or willing to just give Kawhi Leonard the $219 million max that he could ultimately take. Now, if I'm Kawhi Leonard in this situation, let's jog it back, shall we? This relationship is repairable but if i'm Kawhi leonard i don't want to repair it and the reason why i don't want to repair it is because it's simple if the spurs give you the 219 million dollar max they won't have any other monies to sign anybody else they won't so now you will be the franchise piece but you'll have to play with kyle anderson every year deontay murray every year Paul Gasol, whether or not he comes back or not every year. Those are the guys you'll be playing with every year. LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm, now I'm good. Spurs really ain't trying to go make no moves. As great as an organization as we talk about the Spurs are, R.C. Buford and Greg Popovich ain't trying to adapt to this time's NBA. They still holding on to Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. They're still on the team. 
They're still on the team. You saw how long it took for them to move on from Tim Duncan. <laughs> Forever. He was still playing. And then at the end of his career, they just, he was just virtually unplayable in big moments, in crunch moments. He just couldn't play. It was sad to watch. So, again, Kawhi Leonard's looking at this team and it's like, okay, yes, it's $200. I'm sorry, $200 million to be, not $200. $200, yeah, $200 million to be exact. And I'm playing on a team that mm, ain't really going to get better. When I'm looking at Golden State, they'll probably get better. The Lakers are getting better. The Rockets are getting better. The Thunder, for whatever it's worth, they're getting better. You got all these other teams getting better. What are we doing to get better? Now, people had the issue of Kawhi Leonard removing himself from the Spurs organization's doctors, but with all due respect, what do you what do you expect him to do? You saw, and a lot of players saw exactly what happened with Isaiah Thomas. They saw that situation. They saw Isaiah went from being a guy who could have probably got over $100 million to he may not get that. He may not get that. For the sakes, I hope he gets something relatively close. But he's not going to get what he really was due for his MVP-like season with the Celtics. And then not to mention he played right after the sister died, but then he was playing injured. Come on, man. That ain't right. That ain't cool. But now dealing with Kawhi Leonard, a lot of guys saw that. So what are they going to do? They're going to take their injuries and their lives in their own hands. Yes, these organizations care about you, but to what degree? But to what degree? They rushed him back. Why? Because they want him on the court. They need him on the court. Why? Because they care about winning. They want them championships. That's why. So, again, for Kawhi Leonard to take his injury outside and his rehab outside, absolutely. Now, to what extent was his quad really injured? I don't know. I'm sorry, injured, not injury. <laughs> To what extent? I don't know. I don't know. But what I will say is it didn't help by Tony Parker coming out in the media during the season saying that his quad injury was 100 times worse. That didn't help. It didn't help that Popovich was taking subtle shots all season long about his little group, his posse. They don't this. They don't. Like, it didn't help. It, it didn't help. Now, at some point, they'll have to meet. At some point, they'll have to talk. At some point, for the sake of at least this season, they're going to have to redo something. Now, if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I got to pull a Kyrie Irving here. I got to force a trade. I got to force a trade. I got to force my way up out of there. Because, see, if you play this season, and let's just say you get injured again, that $219 million contract extension is gone. It's gone. It's gone. It is gone for the Spurs. Now, if they trade you, you go somewhere else, you sit on a dime. Let's just say you happen to go to a, a legitimate team in which they could pay you a little bit less, but they got young pieces. They got pieces around you that could work. Or you see what you can get in free agency. Somebody's willing to pay for you. Somebody's going to go get you. The Boston Celtics, you know they were trying to trade for him. Boston trying to put together the best team. They're trying to put together their own big three, however they can get it. They got Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. They need one more piece. And even at the expense 
of some young guys. Danny Ainge don't care. He wants his own big three like he had in Boston with a whole bunch of veteran guys around it. He got Tatum right now, which is cool, but Tatum is a really valuable piece. That's what Danny Ainge looks at. That's what Danny Ainge is looking at. That's straight up. That's what he's. That's how he's seeing it. Dan Danny Ainge is a businessman. He saw what Jason Tatum and all them guys did. So what does that mean? Their trade value just went up, 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 right? So, as I said, in which we'll switch gears to Kyrie Irving, and why I had no issue in what he said, is because, like he said, and I want to preface my comments before I get into what he said, that Kyrie Irving, speaking to the Boston media, promoting his movie Uncle Drew, came out and said that him signing a contract extension this summer just, does, just doesn't make sense. And he's absolutely right. It doesn't make sense. Why would you sign a contract extension here? Why? When I could potentially wait, get healthy all the way, and potentially get more money. And if Boston's not going to pay me, somebody will. Again, Kyrie Irving is a different breed, y'all. Kyrie Irving got his championship already. So the fact that if Kyrie just really wants to play on the championship team, that's all but over with at this point. Kyrie Irving really wants his own team. He wants his own team. You could tell it was killing him not playing this year in the, in the playoffs. Had Kyrie been healthy, Boston is in the finals. Golden State wins the title ultimately, but Boston is in the finals. Let alone if they had Gordon Hayward. Let alone if they had Gordon Hayward. Now... Kyrie Irving is eligible for an extension this summer. But why would you why would you ultimately sign an extension here when you're set to become a free agent in 2019 anyway? It doesn't make sense. It 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 just doesn't make sense. I'm not going to commit long term when I don't know if I truthfully really want to be here. Again, Danny Ainge is a businessman. And let's not be let's, let's be clear. He'll trade you in a heartbeat, but without a shadow of a doubt, to be honest. So when we look at this Kyrie Irving situation, yeah, he's absolutely right. Contractually, it doesn't make sense. When I can make more money in 2019, why sign an extension here? For what? For what? When I don't know the future of the team. I don't know what y'all going to do. I don't know what the plan is. Again, Kyrie Irving is on a solo mission. Kyrie Irving is off on his own thing, and I ain't mad at him. My only issue is be more transparent. Be more transparent as to why you feel like it wouldn't make sense. Now, again, if he was to sign right now, it would be a four-year, $107 million extension. But ultimately, that would be 80 to $90 million less than what he would make if he was just to wait in 2019 and re-sign with the Celtics. So he could make more and more money re-signing Becoming a free agent as a signing an extension now because this is an, ultimately an extension of his contract Four years 107 million. Sorry. Are you crazy? It doesn't even make sense. Like he said, it doesn't even make sense Again, it's not saying that he doesn't want to be in Boston or he may not want to be in Boston I don't know But if you look at this contract extension the dollar amount he could potentially get It doesn't make sense. So he could ultimately get over 200 million dollars if he just waits to 2019 Y'all got to understand, these guys, this is a different breed of NBA players nowadays. These guys just ain't signing T-shirts 
These guys just ain't signing on teams just to say they going they not doing that no more. It's a different breed. These guys is about their business. These young men got to come in and be businessmen. Not saying that they weren't before, but now more than ever because there's cameras everywhere. And if not, people will take your money straight up. Straight up. We've seen countless of examples, and we will continue to see countless more examples of people who have just willingly gave A, B, C, D, E, F, G some money, which is why LeVar Ball has been doing what he's been doing because he knows, yup, so when my sons get in the league, they get taken advantage of. So to get back to Kyrie Irving, he's absolutely right. It doesn't make sense to sign an extension. Why? However, what Danny Ainge wants, Danny Ainge wants to build the best team. Kyrie Irving was the first piece. Gordon Hayward is a nice third piece. But he needs a nice second piece and or a nice first piece. That's what he really needs. And he sees all these young guys as pieces. NBA free agency is only getting started, y'all. I answer on today's wrap-up. We're talking about the World Cup. World Cup starts. It's going on right now as we speak. Russia and Saudi Arabia are playing right now. Big year. Big, big year. USA is not in it. But, hey, life goes on. We're going to keep trucking. A lot of big games coming on tomorrow. The official start at 5 a.m. Pacific time, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Egypt, Uruguay is on tap. Luis Suarez, Morocco and Iran, Portugal, Spain. You know Cristiano Ronaldo being there. Some guys to watch out for in this year's World Cup, of course. We got the three-headed monster. Brazil's own Neymar Jr., Argentina, Lionel Messi, Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo. You know those guys are going to lead the fray. Some other guys to look out for. Mo Salah coming out of Egypt. Nice player. Sadio Mane coming out of Senegal is a nice player as well. Thomas Muller, you know how he gets down from Germany. Germany's always going to be in there. A lot of players to look out for, man. I'm going with my boy Neymar Jr. to win the whole thing. Brazil, let's roll. If you like what you heard today, follow me on Twitter at FromTheJump. F-R-O-M-T-H-A-J-U-M-P. Instagram, FromTheJump. All that, all that, all that. It's your boy. We out of here.